Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Ramit Sethi, he is with us here today. He's the author of the book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, the journal. By the way, uh, he's been on the show many years ago over the initial book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Phenomenal book. There's so many out there that are written from an academic perspective mainly observing what others have done. And I'm not saying that, that that has no value, but there's nothing more valuable than someone who has rolled up their sleeves and has actually made it work. And that's what our guest has done. Uh, welcome to the program, Robbie. Glad to have you on. A little bit about your background and uh, what led you to uh, really becoming passionate about this, not only for your own self-interest, but in helping others as well. Well, thanks for having me back. It's such a pleasure. I don't mind if you talk about my competitors' books as uh, not having any value. That's totally fine with me. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> it as long as I don't have to say it myself. <laughs> you know what I love talking about money? is uh, I think that money is one of the undercurrents of who we are and, and how we spend our time and create our experiences. And when you think about how most of us talk about money, it's filled with guilt and shame and restriction. You have people going on shows all the time talking about you have to cut back on lattes, cut back on cheesecake, cut back on vacations, and maybe when you're 97 years old, you can come out of your cave and go on a trip to Santorini. I don't want to live a life like that. I want to live a rich life today and a richer life tomorrow. That's why I love talking about money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's face it, I mean, First of all, there's a whole lot of almost, uh, I would say, neuroses. It's not, <laughs> I think that's kind of accepted by some, right? There's a neuroses around money. We live in a culture where we have as much terror around money as we do joy, maybe, maybe more terror. You know, we, we're li- listening to constant news narratives of, you know, doom and gloom, sky is falling, and the reality is is that people can succeed financially in any economy. There was incredible numbers of uh, millionaires uh, made during the Great Depression. By the way, millionaires was a lot of money back then. It's not like now. Uh, you know, a millionaire was, was uh, you know, rich. And every economic environment people can thrive in. And we live in a culture that is so full of fear and loathing around money. Uh, this is a decidedly different approach to me is required. Thank you. I, I want people to feel excited about money. I want them to talk about what they love spending money on. And I want you to be unapologetic about it. You know, I ask people, what's your rich life? That's a question you don't usually hear. And a lot of people go, I want to do what I want when I want. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Yes. I ask them, what do you want? And they go, they just stare and blink at me. Because they've never actually thought about what they want to do with their money. Think about it. Most of us, we get a paycheck, we pay our bills, maybe there's a little bit left over at the end of the month, and then we repeat that for 40 years. And we never stop to think, what kind of rich life can I create? What kind of unforgettable experiences can I create? And if you don't have a vision, if you don't have something that you are working towards, I mean something specific and vivid, like I want to watch the sunset uh, from uh, uh, a patio in Rome with my loved ones and, and my kids, then why are you going to want to make changes to your investments or your savings? You're not. So I want people to get specific and vivid about their rich life. 
Yes, yes. Okay. So let's tie it into your own story. I, I interviewed a billionaire once, and I always am interested about where they came out of family of origin-wise and how much they overcame. And he goes, well, it did help my parents were millionaires. <laughs> but, well, that kind of does undermine a little bit. You know, the gap between millionaires and billionaires is huge. I get that. You know, but that's almost like Donald Trump saying, I got a small loan of a million dollars from my dad. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I think it's in, there's credibility uh, with the challenges that come with our stories, and yours came with challenges. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I grew up the son of Indian immigrants, and my dad went to work, and my mom would stay home with us. We had a pretty pretty large family. And, you know, I learned a lot just from observing my parents. You know, growing up, we did not have a nanny or um, – any real help. Um, our vacations involved us getting in our van and driving from Northern California to Southern California where we would stay with family. And I later learned all these things that my parents did so that we could participate in sports. And eventually when we went to college, they said, if you want to go to college, you have to find a way to pay for it. We don't have enough. Um, and they taught me how to apply for scholarships and how to get my way paid by scholarships for undergrad and graduate school. I learned a lot from my parents about money. I learned that you don't have to have a lot to create a rich life and that you can get creative. And there are ways to find, uh, you know, for example, writing to the newspaper and getting columns published when I was a teenager. But after I graduated, I tried to teach my friends in college about money because I had learned about personal finance and psychology. Well, it turns out a lot of people don't want to go to events about money. It makes them feel bad about themselves. And so starting a blog, writing a book, and now it's been a couple more books which have sold over a million copies, that is a great way for people to gently start to take control of their money on their own terms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, and that's exactly right. If, you're, if your surroundings, what you're reading, uh, the people you're hanging out with, aren't fostering self-belief about money and really having peace around money because we have a weird thing that I don't think is uniquely American. If anything, it may be more common elsewhere where there's like a nobility around poverty and there's a guilt around affluence that uh, can really be like, a you know, very undermining. Yeah. Think about the phrases we grow up hearing. You know, if you're listening, think about the things that you heard in your family growing up. See if any of these sound familiar. We can't afford it. We don't talk about money in this family. That's for rich people, not for us. Phrases like that. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, I speak to a lot of people. I have a woman I spoke to on my podcast. It's live right now on the I Will Teach You To Be Rich podcast. She had a double lung transplant. She has five to ten years left to live. And she's struggling with quitting her job. She says, I like the income, but I want to create memories for my daughters before I leave. And I asked her, what's your net worth? Guess how much money she has. I would say mid to high six digits. She has $12 million. Wow. Here's Tell a person. her to quit now. Don't, just abandon your job. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I think, I think for a lot of us, we, we hear that story and we go, that's crazy. I would, the minute I had that, I would leave. Well, 
she is a crystal ball into everyone's future because all of us tell ourselves one day if i had a uh, 10,000 or 100,000 or a million dollars i would do this 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 well here's somebody who has 12 million dollars and a limited number of years left to live and even she struggles with money psychology so of course yes. we all do that is the purpose of this journal the i will teach you to be rich journal yes and you know this idea of enough you know, uh, we hear a lot about, yeah, he's got $5 billion. I mean, that, that's plenty. That guy goes to bed every night having nightmares about Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and the fact that those guys have 20 times more than them. <laughs> you know, there is no such mm -hmm. thing as just enough unless you make peace with money. I love this idea. Okay, where do we get more information? Yep. Tell, kind of give us marching orders because I know you're running out of time. Okay, you can get the new journal at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any independent bookstore. You can find me on social media. I am at Ramit, R-A-M-I-T. And you can find me on my website at IWT.com along with my podcast. Ramit, thanks so much for being with us. I am Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.